draggy to y'all. A little bit. So y'all might just have to pep us up just a little bit, okay? Let's start one more time, sorry. Bring it home every Sunday. Bring it home every Sunday. 
So stay where you are and she's going to meet you.
That first one, Jesus, Jesus, or whatever it is. But what are y'all when y'all fall down and y'all look up? That's what we are. Yeah, it's the second one. It's the second questions on that do we need to practice y'all just stay in there let's practice it yes okay so we'll start from the very beginning of the bridge just take Victory in the day. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 
speak victory over every situation over every nation thank you God come on come on come on church let your praises rise in this moment right now because there is great victory in that name. Every tongue shall confess and every knee will bow to the name of Jesus. It is not optional. It is mandatory. That every enemy has to bow at the name of Jesus. That every stronghold must crumble at the name of Jesus. That every family problem must be mended at the name of Jesus. It's not optional for the problem to still exist. It is strictly mandatory that God takes over the situation. That God takes over the trial. He said the verse that I had and it's Romans 10 13 and it says call on the name of the Lord and ye shall be saved call on the name of the Lord and ye shall be saved it's not much but it's faith it's not much but it's an effort and so when you're in the valley, when you're on the mountaintop, when your life is just about as normal and mundane as it can be, the effort is what is noticed by Jesus. The faith and the belief is what is noticed by Jesus. Ye shall be saved when you call on the name of the Lord in your time of trouble. I can't add to that. Jesus is simply the most spectacular and one and only God that there is on this earth. We have a few prayer requests we're going to take before the Lord here today. And I believe that if some of the children of God decide to call on the name of Jesus, that they shall be saved. And it's not because of my own personal belief. It's not because of what I've experienced in my own life. But it's because what the good word says. Thank you, Lord. Tobias Gonzalez. Bonnie Stringer. Sister Chris Anders. Chad Udy. Mildred Maxwell. Glenn Perry. Brother Dickey. Cliff is a friend of the house. Jason Pollard, Sharon Crawford, Sister Singh Hood, Brother and Sister Carline, and all the prayer requests that are on the overhead as well. At this time, this front is open for everyone. And not just those that have some sort of glaring problem, 
but for everyone that simply just wants to be touched by Jesus again. For everyone that just wants to simply grab hold of the garment of God. This front is open and our ministers will anoint you with oil and they'll pray for you. And if you have a need here today, I suggest that you step out in faith. Because I'm believing via that faith and that belief that that need will be met. Lord, I thank you so much for everything that you're doing in each and every one of our lives. I thank you so much for your spirit that's evidently already here today. God, continue to move over us, Lord. Let us simply be vessels and servants of you, Jesus. Let us receive your word and your spirit here today, God. I pray over each and every one of these needs. And I claim victory over every one of these needs. And I plead the blood of Jesus over every one of them as well. In your great name, amen.
name so faithful you are I don't deserve it but I'm thankful God so faithful you are you've been better than good oh yes so faithful you events coming up today is children's church crazy hair crazy hair and then uh on the 23rd we have the children's church water gun sunday as well as pastor meyer's birthday celebration after service p.m then on the 25th we have the ladies united fellowship sign up is in the foyer and then also on the 25th to the 28th we will be leaving to the naic in st louis Then uh, on the 30th, we have Jeremy and Jamine Hart will be ministering. And then uh, on the 30th, we also have the mission pledge due. All right. If the ushers will come. Lord God, we thank you for your presence that you have already graced us with this morning. God, your spirit is obviously evident and is here. God, we're God to go out the rest of this week. God, to minister to those, God, that have no connection with you, Jesus.
bless you as you're seated. It is without a doubt a phenomenal honor to represent God in the settings in which we live. It is a also awesome responsibility to represent God. And so we come together with the realization that not only do we have needs, but one of the greatest needs we have is neighbors and friends and people around our city that we need them. It's not about trying to get a big crowd. It's time and opportunity to get a big Christ in the crowd. When we parade through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we find that the Christ could take care of anything and everything all the way to the door of death. So it is with a thrill and an anxious heart that we gather together in meetings like this in which we look up to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We look not at the things of the world, but we look up. The Word of God is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path, and a power to walk that path. In the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Christ is Lord to the glory of God, our Heavenly Father. So it is with great thrill that we come together today to eat the bread of life, to share the strengths of one another, and to develop greater faith so that we will not be limp, lacking, or needy when some of our neighbors are feeling like there's no reason to go further. We are going to help them. That's the revival of the last days. I wish that right now we would pray and ask God to give us the wisdom, the knowledge, the cleanliness of heart, and the spirit of righteousness in our mind and actions. Father, our world needs us to need you. As a pastor of this great church family and others, I have a serious need of you. And I'm asking you today to take these next few minutes and amplify yourself and to create larger measures of faith and greater horizons for our vision. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I wish I knew I could condense all of this into the next three hours. Well, you didn't pass out, did you? I wish I could condense it into the next 45 minutes. 
but uh, I wanted to start with three hours so you could feel the realization I'm reducing it way back. There are so many needs in your city, in your home, in your own personal life. Do you recognize the need? That's one reason to pray every morning. God, give us this day our daily bread. Bread that will meet the need of this moment. The wisdom that will meet the need of my questions. The wisdom and the glory. And one of the greatest resurrections is the word of God that helps you to face off with the problems of life. He is the resurrection. He is the word. He is the way. He is the glory. And he's not reduced by your daily needs. He has a daily diet prepared. And so we come to the house of God and we mingle our hearts and we look around and we see each other and, and they had a need last month and I had a need, and but I got victory, and they got victory. And so the strength of the tendons and the nerves and all of the above bring peace and righteousness and joy, which is kingdom powers. So it's not about becoming a little bit of this or a little bit of that or having a little bit of this. I want Christ, the Bible said, until Christ be formed in you. In other words, when they see you, they see him. When they hear you, they hear him. When they watch your actions, they sense the action of the Lord who brought about healing and wisdom and knowledge, confidence and glories that no other human ever produced. That's why we get baptized in the name of Jesus. That's why we get the Holy Ghost or the Spirit of Jesus. It's not bad having some ghost around. The ghost of your victories can help you a lot, but the Holy Ghost will get you through. That's why you want to make sure you every day stir up the gift that is within you. What, a, what, a, what an opportunity. Well, I have four lessons for today, and each one of them are about two hours long. So you can tell I'm going to have to do a lot of doing, the, you know, what they do, cut off a lot of things. But we'll pick it up later. But let's turn to Luke, the 21st chapter and the 20th verse. And when you shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then... Know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains. And let, uh, let, me, let me help you with that word mountain right there. It, he, he's using uh, typologies here. In other words, go upward, don't get in the valley. Because valleys have a lot of good in them. But we all need to get to the top of the place where we can look over and see a future regardless. 
when you're in a valley, typically you're just you, your nose, and all the things around you. It's interesting to watch the simplicity of the word. So let's go to verse 21 again. And let them which are in the midst of it depart out of the mountains. And let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. For these be the days of vengeance. That all things which are written may be fulfilled. Somebody say all things. A lot of people like to have chocolate. A lot of them like to have a certain pie or a certain meal and there's a lot of people that want a certain diet in their life but all things is what the book talks about in other words let your whole life be focused on God be filled with God and amplified by God the life that we now live so that all may be fulfilled verse 23 but woe unto them that are with child and to give them that and to them that give suck in those days for there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon the people have you had anybody honk their horn at you later because you eased, I mean lately because you eased over in their lane have you ever honked the horn because they eased in your lane Boy, I tell you, our face can change fa facial features quick when somebody starts easing over. What do they think they're doing? It's a real world, folks, and you really are here, but you have a real God, and he really is here too, and he wants to do. And so he said, call on me in the day of trouble. I'll listen to you. Your wife may not, your husband may not, and your parents may not, and your kids may not. But he said, I will hear you in the day of trouble. But he didn't leave it there. He said, I will come to you if you call on me. He will never intrude in your mind, your heart, or your work, or your life, or your marriage. He will never force himself into that. But he said, if you call on me, I will come and I will heal you and I will be with you and I will bring peace and I will bring joy and I will bring righteousness and you can tread on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt or damage your life. Could we praise him a little bit? His awesome word, Father, we stand and sit in this place in your presence and knowing that we have access to all power in heaven and in earth. And that's reason we shout and dance and joyfully praise your name. We come with dancing and praise because we know a little bit about you. And we know that you're about to share more with us as we come to the end of our journey on this earth. Praise God. So, verse 24, And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations, and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles 
Now watch this, until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. So what we do know is when you get to Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, there is a time to everything under the sun. That's the reason you, you have to study to show yourself approved of God. I, I, I see some people, they'll study the, uh, a certain transit, for instance, the word saved. If, if you follow the word saved, you're going to find so many areas of beauty and glory. But the truth is you're not saved out of this world until you are saved out of this world. You are in the world, but not of the world. That is the critical reason of being baptized in Jesus' name and being filled with the Holy Ghost and uh, learning the word of the Lord so that you can, the Bible said, eschew evil and walk uprightly. It's a terrible feeling to try walking when you're laying down on the ground. Arise, let the light of God fill your heart and mind. And so, verse 25, And there shall be signs in the sun, in the moon, in the stars, and upon the earth, distress of nations. Are we seeing any of that right now? Particularly that last one. And then, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. When you see the word sea and waves, typically in the Bible, you're seeing the sea is the crowd. It's, it's the masses. And when you see that the waves are roaring, it's the ripple effect of the people that are living in weakness and, and in shame and in lack of knowledge and in lack of spiritual energy and a lack. And so we need Jesus. We need preaching like never before. We need teaching like never before. Our children deserve to know how to marry, who to marry, how to live, when to do this, when to do that. That's why those books are filled with wisdom and knowledge and so right now again verse 24 they shall fall by the edge of this sword led away captive Jerusalem trodden down of the Gentiles verse 25 signs in the sun signs in the moon signs in the stars distress of nations and then verse 26 men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth of the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Most heart failure is because of stress. You have not heard so many people saying, I am stressed to the max. With joy shall you walk, draw water out of the wells of salvation. Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory. Those are not just religious statements. Those are fulfillments of God's love and energy he wants to bring into your life, your heart, soul, mind, and strength so that your muscles react to the things that are good and not to a nervous disorder. Oh, I'm just so tense I could just destroy that guy. 
great peace have they who ride down the highway and people move in on them. Now, please understand, you may see me be the one that says, woo, woo, woo. Because every now and then I'm not quite as full as I want to be of the Holy Ghost. And sometimes I want to get back at them, act like I don't notice. Ladies and gentlemen, I need Jesus. My wife needs me to need Jesus. My children need me to need Jesus. My city needs me to need Jesus. When I read that, that I just finished reading to you about all the things that are coming to pass and we've already seen enough to know he can't lie. We ought to be drawing near every day, every morning. Start with prayer. Start with praise. Start with a new level of energy. <clears throat> and so verse 31, let's skip down here. Well, well let's go ahead and read the fig tree thing. I, <laughs> he spake to them a parable. Behold, the fig tree and all the trees. When they now shoot forth, you see and know of your own selves that a new dimension of life is happening. Summer is nigh at hand. So likewise, when you see all this come to pass, know that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That is huge information. You don't have to study an encyclopedia to know what the kingdom of God is. You may have to exercise yourself unto a lot of godly principles to be able to perform on that level. But if you just lay around on the couch all day, you're not going to have enough muscles to hardly answer the door. Exercise is very important. And so exercising ourselves unto godliness is a very important experience to be able to ward off any lying spirit, any deficit level of hope, any deficit level of love, any deficit level. That's why mom told me, you eat that green stuff. Spinach, asparagus, all of the green stuff. I didn't even like the looks of it. And a lot of people just abandon Pentecost because they don't like the looks of it. Talking in tongues, they think nothing of cussing their neighbor out, but that's, that's great, man. I, I just, I, I tell you what, they brag about cussing their neighbor out. And I've never seen a neighbor really enjoy it. Hello? Have you ever met any of those folks? Some of you are looking like, man, I never even heard of that, Pastor. Ladies and gentlemen, if you actually casually move over into the lane of somebody nowadays, they're ready to give you some sign language. And typically it's not... It's not like something, oh, <laughs> back to you, Bubba. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, if ever the church needed to be the light of the world, it's now. Full of glory, full of hope, full of joy, 
full of peace, full of righteousness, full of holiness, full of godliness, full, full, full of wisdom, knowledge. I'm telling you, he said knowledge will increase. But he said in the church, he said if they're not careful, they will get cool. And as long as they can feel lukewarm, there's a little moments that they feel a little touch. No, no, no. He said it will be like, Jeremiah said it will be like fire shut up in my bones. There's nothing that can consume fire except a few limited things, and one of them is water. Fire is the most feared thing in hell, and it's full of fire. So it's not going to be a pleasant place to live forever. And so let's move on. <laughs> let's read it again, verse 32. I want you to hear it until it echoes in your mind long after you leave here. This take heed, uh, I'm sorry. This generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. The generation that's on the earth is experiencing almost everything, if not everything. In that setting, you see what he says. So he says, take heed. That means look in the mirror. This is the mirror. Take heed and look in the mirror and make sure you're lining up. Now, here's the most beautiful thing about the Holy Ghost and, and the Word of God is this. The Bible said by the Spirit of the Lord that we are changed into his image from glory to glory, which is Scripture to Scripture our particular concepts of the word, we grow in grace and in knowledge. And so having to understand grace completely, a lot of people have a partial understanding of different things, but grace is the unmerited favor of God to try to teach somebody like your pastor how to live godly. The grace of God teaches us that's straight out of the book. The grace of God teaches us. Watch this now. What he teaches us. Denying ungodliness and fleshy lust. That's why you want to read the book of Galatians and let Paul give you the illustrations on the works of the flesh. Because if that stuff's not disappearing, the works of the flesh is not disappearing, you need pastor to really come down on some stuff and preach hard like never before. I'm going to tell you it will be worth everything to conquer death, hell, and the grave. And that's the blood of Jesus. That's the baptism in the name of Jesus, baptism in the Holy Ghost, and baptism of the fire or the Spirit of the Lord that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. I wish you'd tell your neighbor, we got to let, let God rule our life. We got to let God rule our life. 
our marriage won't suffer, our child-parent relationship won't suffer, our neighborhood relationship won't suffer if we will let the light so shine before men that they may see our good works and then glorify the Father that they got a neighbor that's kind and gentle and peaceful and loving and caring, forgiving and merciful. Ladies and gentlemen, we ought to praise God that we're just sitting in the presence of God, that we are allowing the Word of God to wash out all the deficits. So, verse 35, for as a snare. Have you ever snared a rabbit? Have you ever snared a fish? Have you ever snared a buck or a deer? Snare doesn't have to be what so often we allow it to be. Anything that captures your attention, that divides your focus on Jesus is a snare. So he's telling us, as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. So then he says, watch ye therefore. And over the holly, our district superintendent for years, he said, when you see that word therefore, you look and see what it's there for. And pray always that you, not y'all, you, you can't go to heaven for your kids. You can't go to heaven for your mother and daddy. You can't go to heaven for your mother, your wife, or your husband. You, you, you. It's a singular operation. No man, no man can save their neighbor. Only the blood, only the word, only the spirit can save them. And saving them is saving them out of the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and the lust of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I am trying my best to offer to everybody a bread that will literally furnish them power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power and get rid of the fear that I'm not going to heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, and exercise yourself unto godliness and righteousness and peace and joy, you are going to have a great life now and a greater life when you get on the other side of the graveyard and that's where we're headed we don't have a lot of time left and the world is coming more chaotic than it's ever been and I'm not trusting in them to get it healed up I'm trusting in the name of Jesus and the word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost and the power of the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us through all this maze of junk that's going through in the political system and the spiritual system Ladies and gentlemen, it's high time, Paul said in the book of Romans, it's high time for us to awaken to the power. He didn't use that exact term. He just said it's high time to awaken. And then now is our salvation nearer than when it was ever here. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is drawing near to us. Are we drawing near to him? Do I really want more? Of him, or do I have enough? 
And now all I do is I want to just maybe look over uh, uh, across the way and see somebody else pitiful and say, I just can't believe, bless their heart. They just have, the Bible said, they that murmur and complain are going to find themselves in a desperate void, an empty space, lacking. No, no, no. Love your Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And I'm going to say it until you can wake up in the middle of the night out of the worst dream in your world and quote what love is. Love is giving. Love is giving protection and provision. And when he says, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, he said, upon these two hang all the law and the prophets. You don't even have to study all of that. If you'll ever get into the word of love, love is giving protection and provision. And I'm encouraging you to be careful about your language of saying what all you love. Because it can frustrate children and frustrate neighbors. Because we have gotten the enemy. How he got them out of Eden is beyond my mind. They had everything perfect. We don't. We can't afford to be playing games and water down definitions of the truth. Love is giving protection and provision. Laid his life down. Jesus laid his life down to give us protection and provision. So when we have Christ or the spirit of Christ, we live that kind of life. I don't care if they're a homosexual, a sodomite, or whatever they are. We love them. Did he love you when you were in your sins? Did the church family love you when you were in your sins? We love them. We don't enjoy them. It's time for us to carefully scrutinize our voice and language. Any questions? Please feel free. I may not have an answer, but I'll let you ask the question. <laughs> I'm not here to placate this thing. I intend to open a door of truth and a spirit of power that can give you the ability to walk through that door. He said, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to give you power to tread on ser serpents and scorpions and over all of the power. And the mountains are going to be made low. How are mountains made low? You got so much strength that you don't even notice you're going uphill. How the valleys are taken care of? You're not even looking at the surroundings. You're looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. You're looking at the capital powers of the heavens, that, have, that God that made the heaven and the earth. You don't have to feel down and out because you're going through a little tough time with finances. You don't have to feel down and out because you're going a little tough time with your kids or your parents. I'm here to 
tell you that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Discouragement is the worldly stuff. Discouragement, disparaging stuff is the worldly stuff. So he said, I'm going to make the mountains high. I mean, the valleys high and the low places high and the crooked places straight. I'm going to give you such an era and such a power that you will be able to walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil. I wish you'd pray for your wife or your husband or your neighbor right now. God, give our whole church family the strength and the wisdom and the knowledge to overcome the wicked one. I pray it as a pastor over this city. God, let revival occur in the Baptists, the the Catholics, the Nazarenes, all of the churches in this city. I am praying for every preacher to have a revelation of the whole Godness. I am believing God for a revival from the east to the west and the north to the south. I am bringing the blood of the lamb to this land, this particular group of people and they are going to facilitate your glory on their jobs and in their marketplaces. I sense the revival right now in this spirit. Go ahead and praise him tonight, this morning. I'm here to tell you there's a mighty God in this house. There's a mighty God going to be waiting on you outside there's a mighty God that's going to be with you tonight there's a mighty God that's going to be out yonder tomorrow there's a mighty God an everlasting father an everlasting kingdom an everlasting glory an everlasting wisdom an everlasting power oh let's praise him today in his house Every day is the day of the Lord, and we need to be constantly aware of that. When times come to our life, it's, we feel our weakness. And it's so tempting to say, even aloud, but mainly saying it to yourself, where's God when I need him? That's why knowledge is important. That's why believing in God is important. They that believe in the Lord are in God shall be saved. That is a promise that this will or can happen. But the positive power of it has to come from the faith. That's why he uses the term, by faith are you saved through grace. That's huge stuff. You can read that in such a quick way that, uh, oh, well, that's cool, and go on. No, no, no. He said, they that meditate on the law of the Lord day and night shall be strong and do exploits. If you meditate on what the pitiful powers of, of the day was, I can tell you, you'll have a bad day tomorrow if you're not careful. If you get to thinking about how so-and-so did you wrong and you didn't forgive him, forgiving somebody. But, uh, come here, Brother uh, Lester, real quick. Uh, remember this. I, I'm getting elderly. But I want you to just hit me good and hard right here on this shoulder. I know it's hard for you to do. I know that. I'm, I'm telling you to, just like God's telling you to get out of the world. <laughs> you don't have to use your fist. <laughs> you, 
Guy's taking a little advantage right now. Open palm, just really jar my preserves. Let brotherly love continue. So if somebody hurts your feelings, don't let it rob you. Watch this. Forgive before you're asked. Leave that problem behind and you're free. But guess what? Until he asks forgiveness, he's going to walk around and say, I can't believe I hit pastor today. Don't you let that bother you at all. <laughs> but you're going to walk around until you forgive and you're going to carry all that junk that you said you didn't like what they did. Why carry it around? God, for Christ's sake, forgave you before you ever asked for it. He's not going to be weary with all of your hellacious, problematic stuff going on in your life. He's just not going to do it. Heaven is free right now. He don't allow any unholy thing to live in that heaven right now. He allows it on this earth because he is reaching for mothers, dads, kids. He's using us to do that. I want us to be able to walk into Mark the 15th and 16th chapter and know that we have got power, Acts 1 and 8, that we've got power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy. And we're not going to let our kids go to hell and we're not letting our family go to hell. We are going to have revival like we've never had revival and we're going to pray like we've never prayed. We are going to do everything that book offers us the privilege of doing and that is when Zion travails, sons and daughters shall be born. We're not going to come to church talking about fishing and hunting and all of that stuff and that's not totally wrong but we need to come to this house and understand one thing I am here to meet with my master I am here to let him talk to my soul I've got a world out yonder I'm going to meet and face tomorrow and I need Jesus to clean out all the cobwebs I need Jesus to amplify my faith and I need Jesus to amplify my joy and I need Jesus to amplify my ability to forgive and I'm not going to wait I am going to forgive them I'm going to let them know what Jesus did for me he forgave me of all of my sins and thus I can leap over a troop jump over a wall I've got a victory going in my home I've got a victory going in my marriage I've got a victory going in my job situation I've got a victory I am a light under the world I am a fire I wish somebody'd stand and praise him like he deserves it. With joy shall you draw water out of the wells. Praise is comely. Praise is comely. Oh, hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Why don't we just go ahead and take a couple of minutes and praise him for the past week. Praise him for the paycheck. Praise him for the mercy. Praise him for the forgiveness. Hallelujah. I knew I shouldn't have written up 15 pages for this lesson. And so I didn't. But I'm having a hard time getting through three. I wish you'd stretch forth your hand and pray for your pastor. I've got a passion for our city. Let's praise him for the privilege of praying. Father, we love you. Our hearts are just absolutely blessed with a river of living water. Our hearts, our minds, our hands are blessed with the oasis of your strength. There's so many of you that are crossing over into the threshold of where God lives daily. Cares of life are no longer the plaguing part of your day. So you don't have to carry these heavy burdens all day long. He said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Matter of fact, yesterday when I was talking to him, I showed something to me that I haven't seen as clearly as I did yesterday. And he said, I, I want you to understand that the afflictions and the things that come your way are there to show your real strength. Because he said, I will not put more on you than you can bear. And so the more he gives you for instance, if Brother Ronnie were to get on your shoulder right now. Have you looked at Brother Ronnie lately? You're acting like that's no big deal, Pastor. <laughs> you think he would get a feeling? Here's the thing about it. He will not allow you to be tempted above that which you can bear. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. So he's saying, I'm going to honor you by letting you get into a fiery furnace. Oh, you just like to tell your children about that. No, I'm going to honor you by putting you in a lion's den. And everybody's going to look at you and say, dear God, he, what's he done bad? going through all that hell. No. You're the light of the world. There's some neighbor over there that's going through that hell. And when he sees you, can you pick me up? 
just lift me up. That's it. That's it. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Bury you one another's burdens. And then somebody said, dear God. Man, that guy cares about the worst sinner in the city. That guy cares about the worst people in the city. Man, he must be Jesus. Because I was at my worst when he found me. And he said, come unto me. All you that labor and are heavy laden. Somebody say heavy laden. Got a whole lot of history. Got a whole lot of deficits going on. But I want to tell you, I'm the God of mercy. I'm the God of power. I'm the God of a sound mind. I'm the God of peace. I am the God of glory. There is no weapon formed against me that can prosper. I am your God. And I will be your God. And I will never leave you. And I will never forsake you. And I will be an ever-present help in the time of need. Call on me when you're going through hell. Call on me when you're going through a dark valley. Call on me. I will be there. no way to finish this the musicians come I want us to have a few minutes to pray pray for one another to pray for our city I didn't even get a fourth of the way through what God wants me to share with you over the next upcoming services he has got a wagon load of stuff so I'm encouraging you to really pray fasting is a critical issue to destroy in the work of the flesh. Fasting is something that causes your willpower to take over one of the greatest forces in the world. And so fasting is an essential to reaching that place. Oh God, whatever it takes we got to raise our children in godliness and holiness and righteousness and peace and joy in love and in mercy and forgiveness. But we've got to trust each other. When your brother's going through hell and he trips, don't bemean him. Find an altar and say, God, I wish I would have been there when he was hurting. I wish I would have been there when she was hurting. But God, would you forgive me and let mercy get me out of this pathos and let me go to a sister. And you may not be able to do what you'd like to do, but you can do what you can do. Would you mind if I pray with you? Father, I don't know what my sister is going through. But what I want her to know is my tears are with her. And my heart bleeds with her. And my joy, I want it to mingle with her pain. In Jesus' name. Please feel free. If you'd like to slip down to the front for three or four minutes, that's great. But at least let's talk to him. 
about our personal soul and lifestyle. Sing, would you sing her? and you'd like Hello, to have the Holy Ghost today. Be one of the greatest days Hello, to get the Holy strength. Ghost. Hello, Acts 2.38. You haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus. Hello, this would be a great day. Hello, the water's warm. Hello, the Spirit is right. Hello, strength. Hello, hope. It's a new horizon. Hello, Hello, joy. Hello, love. Hello, strength. Hello, hope. It's a new horizon. Hello, peace. Hello, joy. Hello, love. Hello, strength. Hello, hope. It's a new Not my story, but you 